yeah, it was, it was a good time. I, I think that because we stuck together and we worked together and we weren't thinking of each other's co- like competitors, it was so right. early in the day. And honestly, that same energy continued through the entire day of right. just women uplifting each other and just trying to like work together to, to get to the end. And I really think we have this deep respect for each other and we want the best person that day to to do to win and in our case winning was getting third because courtney and katie didn't count so (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the gotta run racing podcast with your hosts norman and jody discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners and they're off hello hello hey everyone we are back with another gotta run podcast how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Getting my training run in. Now I'm ramping up to five, six-hour runs. Yeah. <laughs> Not easy, especially with these smoke in the air. Exactly. We're suffering from a lot of forest fire smoke in southern Ontario, which is not something I can ever remember in 52 years <laughs> happening. You don't remember 50 years ago when you are two? No? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's very difficult to run in, but hey, you got to get it done. Well, and also, hello. Can you imagine what the people that are living near the fires oh, gosh. feel like? I can't imagine. The animals and they're, oh, it's terrible. It is. Yes. Bad news all around. It sure is. Mm. What's coming up in Gotta Run Racing? Well, now that it's July, we're in the month of Rainbow Trail Run. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching this video, you can see... This year's swag has arrived. Very nice. A very nice hat. It's a mosaic rainbow. Yes. Our uh, social media followers had two color choices to choose from. And this was the one that was voted in by a landslide. (laughs) And I approve. This is my favorite too. So if you're going to run rainbow, this is what you get. Looks good. Looks good. (laughs) And who's on the podcast today? Well, I don't know about you guys, but... We were glued to YouTube following Western States. Live and uncensored. Last weekend. Uh, it was hard to get away from the TV because, quite honestly, it was such an exciting, packed field. And it did not disappoint. No, it did not. A lot of <laughs> records were broken right up to the very end. And the footage was a lot better than it has been in recent years. So kudos to them. Yep. It's improved. The one thing that I think would be an easy improvement, and they actually touched on it during the final, the golden hour, was that they were having a hard time reading the bibs once the runners were entering the track. Right. And they made a comment that, oh, like we have so many volunteers, it would be hard pressed to get one more volunteer to do that. I'm volunteering (laughs) to stand at the entrance of the track and text Corinne or Dylan or Billy the <laughs> number of the person coming in. Or they could just use a mat that they cross over so it yeah, registers their, their laptops of who's coming down the I track. I don't understand why there's no <laughs> mat there. Yeah, we have it at our races. And they have it throughout all the aid stations, obviously. Obviously. But seriously, it, may, it would make a huge improvement because last year, for whatever reason, yeah. they were reading those bib numbers clearer and as, you got the whole bio of the runner as they were on the track and it made it so much more interesting yeah i remember hearing mine as i was as soon as i got that to the track that mine yeah, was could, being they were starting to say yeah, it. right away so i will volunteer to text <laughs> them with the numbers or yep. walkie talkie or whatever <laughs> walkie, it takes walkie talkie okay oh yes gosh. i know that made me sound old <laughs> however count me in guys i'm your girl okay all right all right all right so if you're familiar with the ultra scene, which I assume you are because you're listening to yeah, us. Yeah, who was on the podcast today? Katie Asmuth. All right. A fourth place finisher from this year's Western States. Katie is 37. She hails from California, currently living in Mammoth Lakes with her husband and her two young boys. She is a Saucony sponsored athlete and she works part time as a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. This was her third year in a row running Western. Always getting in by placing top 10. That's right. So first year golden ticket and then two years in a row top 10. Mm-hmm. And this was her best finish in the one of the toughest women's fields in recent memory. Yeah. So we cannot wait to talk to her about that. 
and more. <laughs> Here is Katie coming up. Hello. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'm Jody. This is Norm. <laughs> Hi, Jody and Norm. You guys are so cool. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we actually, I reached out to Jenny and was like, Jenny Quilty, because big fan of Jenny and Priscilla what you can talk about all my favorite Canadians but um and I was like do you know them she's like oh they're so great and, and was like, <laughs> oh that's so nice to hear <laughs> how are you feeling ah uh, how am I feeling I feel freaking fantastic <laughs> yeah it's literally night and day from last year uh after finishing Western States and then just yeah I I didn't know what to expect this year and uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm a different person uh, after states this year. And I I told my kids, I'm like, I'm not sure I could ever be in a bad mood again. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. Like, I did it. Like, this is my nirvana. I like, had the best race of my life and it feels really good. And yeah, I, I know my body um, won't always able to perform like that. Uh, but so now I know the feeling I'm chasing. <laughs> well, we are going to talk about Western, obviously. But first, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Happy to be here. Big congrats on your fourth place finish at Western States this year. How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, as mentioned, I am feeling I'm floating. I feel like as if I'm just needing to constantly pinch myself because it really was not only the best race of my career, but really the best day of my wow. life. It sounds really cliche. I mean, I told my husband, I'm like, don't worry, honey, like marrying you, giving birth to my children. <laughs> okay. Like I've got my priorities straight, but, <laughs> but definitely there was some culmination of a lot of things that day and somehow it all just fell into place. And uh, yeah, I, I was, I think the best part of the day was that I was really present all day and just clear, clear-minded. And I, I never got, I've, this was my 700. Um, you know, I've run a bunch of other ultras and like different distances, but you know, you come to a certain point and I think a lot of people listening to this will get a little foggy brain, right? Like you're a little bit of a shell of yourself and that's like expected. It, that doesn't scare me. I know that will happen. And this race, it just didn't ever happen. I was totally clear all day okay, maybe like the last six miles. Okay. But besides that, <laughs> but even in those last six miles, I, I looked up at the moon and I'm like looking at it and I'm getting emotional going, telling my pacer, like, this is so cool. You know, and I'm racing for third place at Western States under this moon with my best friend. Like it just felt so magical. And, and I was really able to be a part of the day in a different, differently than I have in the past. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it just it was a really special day. Usually I try like I'll put music on to kind of distract myself and try and disassociate a little bit and just mm -hmm. kind of put one foot in front of the other and like focus. And this year it was I wanted to have nothing to do with music. I wanted to be so there, so engaged. I wanted to feel everything. I wanted to be a part of the whole day. It was it was so cool. I don't know how I did that, but I was a special blessing from the Western States gods. It was very <laughs> cool. So anyway, really pumped. I yeah, that. I love that. That's great. <laughs> Well, we're definitely going to get into Western States, but first, we like to put other races on our bucket list, and there's one that piqued our interest that you did back in 2020 called I'm Tough. Mm. Yeah. Idaho. Idaho. Idaho, Idaho Mountain Trail Ultra Festival. Yes. Uh, can you tell us about that race to kind of pique our interest, maybe what we want to do, or maybe not, depending on what you say. <laughs> oh gosh, do it. It was one of my favorites. So it's a big loop. I, um, my race was a little bit different. They called it the super loop. They had to change a little part of it, but it, it was just essentially, it's a big loop and it starts in McCall, Idaho. Absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you're running past lakes and streams and big like alpine vistas, lots of like varied terrain, even some scrambling where, you know, you're on all fours off like oh. up rocks. Now it was really cool. I will say the day I ran it, it was really uh, just the California fires made it less fun in the sense the AQI was over 250. So my asthma was really acting up, but um, yeah, it was, it was a really, really cool. Even with that, with wheezing for 30 miles, really all day, but you know, really bad for the last 30, 
it was a really fun day. And, you know, it, honestly, it was the longest race of my life. So it was uh, 26 hours and change for, it was like 106 miles. So it's just, it's a lot of vert. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but just compared to like, hundred miles of Western States running 1721. It just 26 hours out there was a really long time for me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I got to really take it in, you know, uh, <laughs> that was a special one though, because Emily Hoggood uh, won, uh, but I was, had a really tough beginning because of the, the smoke and I was able to close and was able to get second from like, you know, I was like 15th or something in the, in the beginning. And then uh, was able to close really hard. And it was just like really cool. Okay. It was actually the first time in my career that I went to the depths that now I know I can go to. Ooh. And that's kind of been my baseline. I know I can go as deep as I went that race. And now forevermore, I have that strength to do that. And my pacer, Alyssa St. Laurent really brought that out of me that day. So anyways, yeah, I'm tough. a really special, really special race to me. And I will say the race directors are awesome. It's just like a really... <laughs> grassroots, low key vibe, everything that we love in trail running. It was very cool. Uh, so it felt very supported, really good aid stations. And yeah, it's a good day. You well, guys check it I out. I guess we're adding yet another one to well, our list. We've never <laughs> been to Idaho. No, never so been to Idaho. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Are we correct in saying your only international race so far has been in Quebec? <laughs> You are right about that. Wow, you guys did your research. <laughs> so last year, uh, no, 2021. So I'm coming off a of fifth place. My first Western States, uh, I came off a fifth place finish and was given uh, Ultra Trail World Tour, reached out and said, you know, we'll, we'll give you a place, a spot at UTHC 125K. And I was super excited because I never raced internationally, even though okay. it's far, but once you're there, it really felt different. You know, I mean, uh, so my husband and I left the kids behind with my mom and we had a Perfect. little, it was so <laughs> fun. Uh, yeah. And that's actually where, when I met Marianne and Jenny, which was nice. really cool. Yeah. That was, that was funny because I was coming off. I was feeling pretty good. I was coming a fifth place finish at Western state. I didn't know anybody racing and I, th I mean, I'm feeling good. I'm going to go get after it. Holy God. Talk about a little piece of humble pie. Oh <laughs> Those trails were gnarly. I was like, how do you run over all these roots and rocks? And like, it was not runnable, you know? And it's uh, in French. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually I kept getting lost, which was a bummer. I mean, oh, no. I, I don't want to blame it on being lost. I, I still wouldn't have won that day, but it was, I definitely, I kept getting lost because of the signs they were in different language. I was like, I don't know which way is this, is this for my race or is this other yeah. distances? And oh, yeah, I was really, uh, I was confused, but it was super fun. Yeah. The pre-race was all in French and they literally <laughs> just talk for an hour and then say, Katie, Asmuth, you know, and then I had to stand up. I'm like, I have no idea what they're saying the whole hour. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, yeah, it was a really cool experience though, for sure. Yeah. That's when they were explaining which, which color root markers to follow. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I messed that up. <laughs> well, welcome to Canada. <laughs> yeah. That was a good day. <laughs> Yeah, you took on Marion Hogan and Jenny Quilty that day. That's right. That was Dude, uh, Jenny Quilty had like the day of her life out there. She dominated. That yeah. girl is freaking unbeatable on technical terrain, man. <laughs> uh, and then of course running with Marianne. I didn't know Marianne at the time, but I had heard of her name and somebody had said she keeps getting hurt and like that sort of thing. And anyways, it was a real bummer because she actually blew up her ankle again. Yep five miles before the finish or something. Um, but she was able to still had enough gap on me that she was able to hobble it in still and beat me. But yeah, that was a, that was a rough day. She's <laughs> a yeah. Spitfire, isn't she? She's oh, a she's, Spitfire. Well, you know, it's funny. So I'm running along. So that starts as a straight, sh straight shot. You're like on pavement, I think for mile and a half or something. I don't know. Don't quote me, but you're running on a flat road until you start the climb. And I'm running next to this girl. And I know that we're the two lead women, you know, you can look around you. 
and running this this girl and she's just like and she's talking to this french guy who's next to her and they're just chatting away and she's kind of looked at me a couple times and i'm like she talking about me like who's <laughs> no i mean i'm like clueless i don't know any french and so anyways to find out later the stinker knows obviously english yep. and she was just she's like oh yeah we were just talking shit. oh sorry we were talking <laughs> It's okay. like, you know, whatever. She's so funny. I love her so much. Uh, yeah, she's great. But yeah, she definitely like messed with me that day. <laughs> so then at the finish line, have her speak to me in English. I'm like, wait, what? You know? Yeah, it was good. That's too. I actually do remember when we did chat with Marianne, we did ask her about this particular race and she did mention you. Yes, she did. I remember that. There yeah. you go. I mean, we didn't see a lot of each other because she was so far ahead. So, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a good day. It was yeah. really good. I loved the runnable sections, let's just say. And then <laughs> the rest of the sections, I was like, oh, I, nobody's running faster than me. There's no way they can move over this train. And then it was like, oh, they can. Yeah. Turns out they can. <laughs> you're moving very slow. Uh, so, yeah, it was a good one. Well, let's get back into Western because there's lots to talk about. Just to recap, your first Western was 2021, where you earned a golden ticket at Bandera. And I know you've told this story a million times, but let's just do a short recap for our Canadian <laughs> listeners, because it is worth repeating. You could just go straight to it if you like. Obviously, the creative way you found to <laughs> use a feminine product, which I think is brilliant. But let's just, just quickly recap why you needed to do that. <laughs> Shove it a tampon up your nose. <laughs> Sure. It's so funny. And everybody that's a runner gets like, if you're a trail runner, you totally would have done the same thing. It wasn't anything special, uh, but it made runner's world. And yeah, it, it was just like a big news story, which was kind of funny um, because at the time I was like, well, yeah, of course that's what I'm going to do. It didn't even cross my mind. It was just stop the bleeding, you know? So, yeah. So basically I was running Bandera and I was really pumped that day, but I showed up without you know, any support. Obviously, I just flew by myself. And uh, yeah, basically the first lap, uh, I was second and third and trying to like take my time. And then I'm coming in the second lap. It was, I was probably like mile, mile 38, 40 of this 100K. And, uh, oh, sorry, we're in Ks here. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. We could do the math quick. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I was super excited because it was the first time I'm running into an aid station in first. And it was a golden ticket race. And I knew in my mind, my whole family and my husband, everybody's like watching me on the tracker and they can see him in first, you know? Of course they didn't because Bandera had horrible service and there was no tracking and nobody knew. But I saw that. And so I run into this aid station. I throw my hands up. I'm like, yeah, I'm like super stoked because I'm in first place and then trip on a rock and absolutely need it. I mean, I just face plant. I like get up and the, the aid station went from all these cowbells to just silence, you know, oh, my, like, yes. like kind of the gasp of like, Ooh, is she okay? And I get up and my, my face is just covered in blood. My hands, I'm just, I'm just bleeding out of my nose really bad and it really hurt, but you have all the endorphins of running, like whatever. And so I kind of like shuffle into the aid station and this really quickly, this woman at the aid station, actually, her name's Jordan. She turns out to be a friend of a friend, which is really cool. She's my trail angel. And she had a tampon and she's like, hey, this might sound weird, but like, do you want this? And I was like, oh, heck yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I want. I know that those things know how to work and stop bleeding. <laughs> and those things have saved me many times, but never in this situation. And I was super stoked. So I just shoved the tampon up my nose and continued on my way and was able to secure a win and a golden ticket with the tampon up my nose and nice. um it's pretty gross probably to some people but to me it was the most efficient thing ever i tried to take it out at one point because i was like it's really hard to breathe yes i can imagine <laughs> you know like trying to run and breathe and, and i tried to take it out and it's just like gushing and i was like no 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 <laughs> yeah so from there i ubered from the finish line i ubered to the emergency room and yeah they confirmed a fracture oh so, nice yeah, <laughs> broke my nose and my golden <laughs> ticket it was totally worth it <laughs> so were you did you have black eyes for the rest of the week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a timestamp. If you ever see a picture of me with a black eye, it's like, you know when that is in my life. Yeah, it was 
That was the time. It was painful, but honestly, in the moment, it was more about the breathing than the pain because you're just running and you have so much endorphins. Like it was a really competitive race. I was really racing against Emily Hoggood, who I had just run I Am Tough against, right? So it was this fun back and forth. Yeah, it was quite a day. And after that, it was like I my name was known, which was very weird to me because I'm a mom and I'm a nurse practitioner. And the idea of people knowing my name was not something I ever wanted, manifested. Like I never wanted to be a professional athlete. That's not something I needed in my life. But then I started getting offers and I was like, okay, maybe I just need to start reaching out. And so that's when I started, that's when I was sponsored by Saucony and yeah, kind of propelled me into Western States and was able to run on the global stage. So it was actually a really big day in my life, actually. Playtext didn't reach out and say, hey, we want to sponsor you. Oh my gosh, this is a right? Why didn't they reach out? I could use them. Yes. Now they can show that their product is multifunctional. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> they need to diversify. It's true. And also men, men break their yes. nose. Right? Hockey players use it. Yes. Hockey players break their nose. They put it up and keep playing. Yes. <laughs> of course. Right? I mean, yeah. And I, that's the thing that made me laugh because it didn't feel at the time at all like this special thing because it was an obvious. Any of us would have done that. But anyways, it was it was kind of a, I guess, unique story to people that aren't in the trail world. <laughs> so that's kind of how it got off. But. Well, thank you for recapping it yeah. again because it, it is oh. fun to... It is fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had outlived that story, but I guess not. <laughs> no, your name is forever with that story. <laughs> well, now, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, but the story may grow a little bit, like, you know, when you catch a fish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, what you put? You put a pillow up your nose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you get into Western States that year, 2021, and finishing in... Amazing year. Fifth? Yeah, fifth. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was a, your first time Western. How did that go? Your first time Western, fifth place? Like, my gosh. Great day. Yeah, I mean, I was super stoked. I will say, looking back, and even during, I wasn't as clear or happy as I prefer to race. I would say the first 80 was pretty good. And then the last 20 miles was a really rough uh, 20 miles for me. And it was a lot of head down focus that fire fierce competitor, which I also love about my personality. But I will tell you after this year's race, I'm like, it is way more fun no to day. like have a good time. <laughs> I mean, that was a really big deal for me. I mean, it was my first uh, dates and honestly, nobody really knew who I was. Yeah. Like, okay. You're the tampon girl. You're kind of a joke. And, uh, and so to be able to get fifth was pretty cool and validating. I think to be completely honest, I was going for the cougar. I, you know, I was young and naive and was like, I'm going for it. Uh, now, a couple of years later, I'm like, oh, I know how hard that is to get. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was a really good day. I was super stoked. I mean, I remember like being up at the award ceremony and just like trying to hold back tears because I was with running with my heroes, um, yeah, my yeah. heroes, and and just feeling as if I had made it. You know, I was with the people that I've looked up to uh, and they're my friends now. And it yes. was a really cool moment to race against those people and to feel like, you know, I belonged. Uh, so yeah, that was a really big day. It did take me longer to come out of it in the sense that you, it was so hot. I mean, it was so hot and I did all the things, but I remember being in the river cause it was a water crossing year and I'm um, like holding onto the rope and just like, submerging myself in the water and just being hot in the water. I mean, this is mm. an American river. It's cold. Yeah. And it's, I was just hot. Like I was boiling from the inside. So yeah. And, and I do think I, I like pride myself in being able to manage heat and just logistics and being able to take care of myself all day. I feel like that's why I'm a good ultra runner, but uh, yeah. And I, and I did all the things and <laughs> sure I, I did. I got fit. That was awesome. But it wasn't as like this time? Okay. Like, oh, this okay, we'll get there. We'll fun. get there. Yeah. yeah well, so. And it bought you a ticket into 2022 without having to do the golden ticket again, which is amazing. Well, 
That was huge. Yeah, that was totally huge. And I'm a huge golden ticket fanatic. I love watching the golden ticket races. I've gone to many just to watch, to be there and spectate and help. And then also just fanatic on the live stream because it's so fun. Because once you're in Western States, you're a part of the entire year of the buildup, right. which makes the day extra special because you know all the storylines, you connected with all of the runners because you're con congratulating them in person or you know online and being yeah. super pumped that to have to bring them in to be a part of the community and it, it does feel really cool to now uh yeah so so being able to run it last year was really cool again like i had come, been coming off of fifth place i was like i'm going for the win and how'd that go <laughs> go according to plan uh yeah that was a real rough day uh so yeah i don't know if you want me to get into it but... well briefly if you can okay so the first year what we decided that i had under salted and we think that's why my I was pretty dizzy and just out of myself. I mean, I didn't pee all day. My pee was the color of coffee, like at the end. Uh, you know, I was I was really having a hard time. To be honest, like at that first year when I got fifth place, when I finished the race, my blood pressure started dropping and I was like throwing up. It was not a good situation. So the next year, I'm like, all right, we're gonna this is gonna be a better year. And <laughs> it was even worse because I broke my foot and also uh so I had undersalted the first year. The second year, I definitely oversalted, like way too much salt. And as a professional athlete, like you do all you can for that year, trying to figure out how to problem solve. I got sure. my my sodium tested, my uh, salt sweat test done, yep. and like measured how much you know fluid I was losing and the heat and that sort of thing. Well, my crew kept me cool all day that I just didn't sweat that much. So I was just taking in salt of sweat I wasn't losing because I was just nice and cool all day. So I just way over salted. So for mm. 60 miles of that race, I was, is this graphic? Can I be graphic on no, here? Yeah, yeah. I was like pooing like a rainbow, like a liquid poo out of my butt. It was like bad. <laughs> I was like so much diarrhea, so much vomit. I couldn't keep down anything for 60 miles. It was a wreck, but I was super determined to get to that top 10 slot. And yeah, I ran my foot also really really hurt uh obviously it was broken so that sucked like really hurt but i think that the it, i was so distracted by all the throw up that i was whatever my foot hurts i don't know i guess <laughs> anyway but i was able to, to get a top 10 and that was huge to get ninth place uh in that kind of circumstance and I guess gives me some confidence that even in a really horrible day, I could still get that top 10 slot. So yeah. And then after that, I found out I had a fracture, which sucked. And then I had surgery and then I was non weight bearing and, and crutches and a scooter and lots of cross training and all the things. And that was, it's been a year folks. <laughs> so came into this year a little bit. I just want to have a good day. I'm just yeah. going to have fun. We're going to celebrate this crazy year and yeah, I really did in a fashion that I really shocked me. I'll tell you. Well, you and Norm have something in common oh. that that's not common, which is you both broke your navicular trail running. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, I also broke my navicular bone on a trail run with a buddy. And, and when I broke, it just sweeped me off my feet and I fell down this bankment and he had no idea. He kept on running. And I had to hop on my way out an hour later. I had two surgeries and rehab, so I know exactly what you're feeling. And the doctor told him, I don't know if your doctor told you this, but that if you're going to break your navicular and you're an athlete, it usually happens when you're younger and if you're like a figure skater. Yeah, more right? because of all the landing. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. It, yeah. <laughs> I, when, when I heard wow. you broke a navicular, because I didn't know what a navicular was until you break it, then you know what it is. Then you know. It hurts. <laughs> it does not feel good. And yeah. the, other thing, the other thing we have in common last year is that you and I told Wait, the line. Last year? You just broke it? No, no. Oh. This happened 10 years ago. But oh, okay. last year, you and I towed the line together at Western. We did. And, yeah. And you and I shared many, uh, many feet together. Uh, we were pretty close in time. You only beat me by 10 hours. That's so that's great. <laughs> I figure oh, if, I, if I'm within 10 hours of the lead runners, that's a good day for me. That's a very good day for wow, me. Wow, dude, that's respect, man. That's a long day out there. You wow. Did it right, though. Wait, so did you finish during the golden hour? Yes. Yes. 
Oh, don't even get me started on the golden hour. I mean, everybody's just sobbing. It's the best. <laughs> and Dude, congrats. That's for amazing. For whatever reason, the camera focused on us. I was running beside him with the Canadian flag and the camera was on us for like 90 seconds and they kept talking and about talking us. about us. <laughs> it was like we couldn't have asked for a better experience, but in, in fact, they talked about so our pod they talked about our podcast. Yeah, it was so awesome. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Oh, I love it so much. Wow, huge congrats. I mean, look, you you're changed. You're never yeah, yeah. you can't ever unlive that. Once you have that kind of experience, we're, yeah, we're part like, of the Western the rest family. Of life is just gravy, you know, like <laughs> You made it. You did it. Like that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Huge congrats. That's super cool. Now, just to get into this year a little bit, obviously, after all that you just mentioned, it was a tough year to get to the the start line. You had sixty feet of snow in Mammoth Lakes. I can imagine you were ready for whatever was going to be thrown at you that that day because you'd already had lived through all the things. You'd done all the rehab. You'd done all the tough training. You had that snowy winter. You were going to be now faced with snow for how many miles was it in the beginning if you're picking up what we're laying down listen up the trails at earl Rowe provincial park in allison have been a well-kept secret until now we've crafted a scenic 12k loop for our rainbow trail run featuring mostly double track trail that will show off all of the best views this park has to offer Join us this August for one, two, four, eight, or 14 loops. We'll leave the math up to you. Registration is now open. For more info, go to gotterunracing.com. Anyways, back to the show. You know, I'd say about the, like the first 20, maybe wow. 15. Because last um, year we didn't have any. No, zero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was... It was nuts. Like you're running for hours in the snow. It was fun too. We can get into it, but it was, I'll, I'll tell you about my story in the snow. It was very okay. fun. Let's go. But, Let's do it. Okay. So I talked to my coach and I was, look, I just want to have a good day. You know? So my coach, David Roach knows what I've been through. He's the one that recommended, well, it was him and Megan Roach recommended my surgeon for on my navicular have been with me every step of the way through all this. And, um, and I just, I just don't want to destroy myself out there. I mean, not like I'm not, of course I'm going to destroy myself, but I don't want to, I don't want to be miserable. I just want to enjoy it. Like I want to have fun. And it turns out I run better when I'm having fun, but I will say, so in the top, he's like, listen, I don't care how fast you're going when you're in the high country. I want you to run with other people. Yeah. And he knows that I really gain a lot of energy from other people. Like at aid stations, it just like really hypes me up. I'm definitely a people person. And I, uh, so I got to run with Riley Brady and Meg Morgan and Nancy. And the four of us just had a blast. We were glissading. We were, you know, skiing on the snow. <laughs> we're like both all slipping three at the same time. We're just, we're just having a blast and just really lighthearted and feeling mm -hmm. very no pressure. It just, it felt as if I was out with some girlfriends running in the high country in the yeah. snow. And, and honestly, because the four of us were together, um, we were all navigating together. So mm -hmm. if I was alone, I think I would have gotten really frustrated. And actually my teammate, Adam Mary told me, he's like, I got really frustrated. I got lost. I couldn't find a flag. Mm -hmm. And it just, especially so early in the race, you kind of get down on yourself when you, you know, you can't orient you, you can't even run what you want to run, you know? Oh, so yeah, yeah. the four of us were all looking for flags. Of course, there was some arrows that had been in the snow, but those all got demolished by the people in front of us. So it was really just us looking for these pink flags everywhere. And we got out of the high country. You know, I'm trying to think, maybe it wasn't even that long because I feel like after whatever, I think after like 10 or 12, it was like patchy, but it wasn't like only snow. Okay. Anyway. So basically after that, I was in like the best mood and best place. And I will say during that time, even though it was so early and it was considered a cool year, I was still loading up my sports bra, my shirt with snow. I was holding on to snowballs mm. with threat until, you know, start a snowball <laughs> fight. But it was really just to keep my, my, the palms of my um, hand very like, cool because um, you're still running and the you know the sun's shining on you like 
you can feel it. So yeah, I was really taking care of myself, even though we were having so much fun, I knew what was to come and was preparing myself for that. So I fueled really well because we were running a lot slower. Um, that, that high country section actually ran at 33 minutes slower uh, than the previous year. So the previous year before I got really right. <laughs> bad and broke my foot, like I was running well. So that's, it shows it was, it was definitely a lot slower. But anyway, I, yeah, it was, it was a good time. I, I think that because we stuck together and we worked together and we weren't thinking of each other's co- like competitors, it was so right. early in the day. And honestly, that same energy continued through the entire day right. of just women uplifting each other and just trying to like work together to, to get to the end. And I really think we have this deep respect for each other and we want the best person that day to, to do, to win. And in our case, winning was getting third because Courtney and Katie didn't count. So (laughs) (laughs) uh, Katie shied. Um, So yeah, it was, it was a really, really special day in that way, just like working together with everybody. But yeah, the snow country was Part of my favorite of the course. And I even laughed because I was like, you know what? If I eat it now, like this is the best race of my life. Like <laughs> we're good. Like, because I was having so much fun. And yeah, it felt very much that way all day where I'm like, if I'm a step, if I break my or dislocate my shoulder, poor Keely, um, yes. things like something like that. In my mind, I was prepared for the downfall. I was like, I kept waiting to spiral. I kept waiting for the like <laughs> the low that just never came. And I was all right, I'm just going to keep being happy and not fall. I don't know how I didn't fall, but I didn't fall once. So yeah, it was kind of a miracle out there, but. So I guess the snow cleared up at Robinson. Yeah, but and before that, there was, it was before that because there okay. were patches and like you'd run on snow and then it'd be dirt. But for the first 10, 12 miles, it was only snow. And we kind of laughed because we were like slipping and sliding all the time on snow. And then we're like, oh, now we can't fall again. Like that, those were our falls. We got that out of the way because it didn't hurt to fall in snow. No, that's true. <laughs> on rocks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Anyway. So were you running or leapfrogging all the way up to Forest Hill then, would you say? Yeah. So after Robinson, that's like a really cool, that's like my favorite section in the sense that I'm really suits my strong suit. Um, so I, I kind of, I pushed it there and let's see, that's when I passed Heather Jackson. Uh, yeah, I guess before that I had run with, before I hit Robinson, I, I got to run with, um, Esther Schillig and Leah. And that's when I got to see Priscilla Forge. Jenny and I had a solid six miles or something together, working together, Jenny Quilty and I. And those two, it was actually really fun because that that section, this was before Robinson, but Jenny and Priscilla and I, well, of course, Jenny Quilty paced me last year at Western State. So Jenny and I have a special bond. And then Priscilla and Jenny and I all stayed together in the same house at Western States training camp. So I got to nice. Priscilla and uh, we had so much fun. It was like so much girl talk just the whole time. We just <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed and it was the best. Anyway, so I got to run with them right before Robinson. And then once I hit Robinson, I knew that was like my section. And I knew that was the time I really needed to kind of make up time with mm-hmm. the women ahead of me. So yeah, I, um, I ran my race then from there to last chance. And then that descent, I ran with a guy and then, yeah, headed up to devil's thumb. And on that climb to devil's thumb is when I saw uh, Taylor Nolan and Emily Hoggett and Keeley and Ida Nelson. I guess I'd seen Ida a little bit before that, but anyway, so that's when we were like, all right, let's, I can, I, I got them. Once, once I <laughs> we're good. And yeah. then we all worked together until the river, to be honest. Oh. And Esther was there too. Like she caught up and but basically we were all kind of like yo-yoing back and forth and some are good at better at descending and flats and some are better at climbing. And but really we're all just in a really good headspace, you know, reminding each of us to keep drinking, keep eating, you know, that sort of thing. There was one climb from Michigan to Forest Hill. Esther like yelled back at me because I kind of let the, the train go a little bit. Mm. Um, and I did it on purpose. Granted, I wasn't feeling up for the climb. I was like, I'm just going to kind of power hike this climb. But a part of me was, I need to save myself because I just passed all these women who are super fresh. Leah Yingling is fresh. Jenny Quilty looks fantastic. (laughs) Riley Brady's right there. And I was in this mindset. I had just been running with these folks and I was imagining the Tour de France and how we're the breakaway. And then the Peloton (laughs) is just going to slowly come and absorb us, you know? Uh, I was preparing for that, you know, like mentally, I'm like, I can't, we still have another 50 miles to run folks. Uh, You know, a little less 45. 
at that point. So anyways, uh, yeah, by the time I got to Forest Hill, I, we all kind of basically ran in together. We were maybe like a minute or so apart. And that's when I was like, Woo, can't wait. Cause that section is my favorite because yeah. it's like all runnable and just like super buttery, fun, just fun train. And that's when I passed everybody. And I saw Esther, Esther and I got to the river together. And that's when we decided we were going to really work together as, as moms. Mm. And, uh, basically I didn't, I didn't see it. Not basically, I didn't see any other racer from the the river to the finish line. So uh, it was really just Esther and I, and I actually, my pacer who I'd mentioned, Alyssa St. Laurent, who has paced me to my like deepest levels. She actually had some GI distress. So I turned around and she wasn't there. And I was like, oh no. So I was by myself and I was like, all right. So I catch up to Esther and Helen, her pacer. And I just, we paced, they paced me. And I was like, thanks for pacing me guys. (laughs) But it was great. We're like sharing ice chips and water. I mean, we're running for third place at Western States, but you would never have known in that case, like just the camaraderie and part. So it was, it was really special until Esther took off on this really technical climb in the dark. And I was all right, I can't hold on. Uh, but I tried my best and I was able to hold on for fourth and um, I'm really happy with it. It was, yeah, it was, it was a really special day out there. So, yeah. When you were going through the aid stations, were you hearing a buzz of what was happening ahead of you with Courtney and Katie? There's something yeah, in the air. Yeah, we talk about them. But so we're all together, you know, so we're a little chit-chat between each other, you know, um, and we're all like freaking out, like Courtney's going to get it. We hear she's way under course record. And like, you know, we're all, we're, we want Courtney to get the course record. This becomes a massive, the, the most historic race ever at Western States if Courtney gets this massive course record. So it was really cool to be a part of the day. Yes, I mean, yes. Courtney wasn't even on my radar. Like I was not ever racing Courtney. Um, <laughs> I don't, will never race Courtney Dwalter. I am fine with that. Uh, <laughs> that is not a goal of mine. Yeah, she's like just in a totally different league. And, uh, but it was really cool to be a part of it. I mean, and then we hear that Katie Scheid was also under course record pace. And, you know, we're cheering for him. I don't want Katie to blow up. How cool Katie shied for her to put her nose in it, to be trying to compete with Courtney is like really special. And I just, I have major respect for Katie shied and I really hope she gets the attention and love she deserves because I mean, she broke a course record that had been standing for a long time. And uh, yeah, so she had a really good day out there. I think she had some stomach issues towards the end, but uh, yeah, she, she rocked it. So it was cool too. The rest of us were all just fighting for third and we kind of all knew that, you know, a little bit takes the pressure off. Nobody's going for the cougar. Um, I mean, God forbid, you know, something could have happened to Courtney and Katie, uh, who knows, but we were really rooting for them not to, that didn't cross my mind. I was like cheering for them the whole time and, uh, and they did it and it was really cool to be a part of. So, yeah. Well, obviously that inspired the rest of the field because all of your times were way faster and you can't, you can't just credit that to the weather because you dealt with the snow, which took you back in time. And then it was a cooler day, but you all had to obviously be inspired by the women up front because your times were incredible yeah i think the working together was critical i mean this is now also never happened at western states that what there was like six of us or five of us or something all came into forest at the same time i mean that's never happened before so i think the uh the concept of us really elevating each other and taking care of each other all day and like rooting for each other i think there's a case study there if google wants to talk to me about it but uh you know there's there's something there in the human psyche that we really can lift each other up and you know maybe there's like some endorphin there that you know we we need to study more (laughs) and some (laughs) some lab but it was it was definitely a special day and yeah i mean it was historic it was pretty cool It's, it's a really amazing time to be running with this kind of a field uh right now it's it's a cool time in the sport for sure to be a woman (laughs) it sure is yeah well that's great that you gave us some insight of you and esther because we are chatting with her tomorrow Ah! (laughs) (laughs) so we're going to be putting some questions that she's not going to know how did you know about that (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right yeah now that you can step back and reflect on this historic day of the 50th year of Western states, and you can honestly tell your kids and your grandkids that I was there. <laughs> what what's your what's your thoughts on that? That I was there. Probably hasn't sunk in yet. Yeah. But it will. <laughs> yeah, I think 
Well, you know, also it's a little bit of our sport is small, right? Like this isn't everything, you know, and I think I want my kids to know deeply what this meant to me. And I think, I hope that I inspire them to chase whatever dreams they have. And I don't care what they are. Um, but just to find the thing that makes you tick and really go all in because it's really fun. And it makes life a whole lot more richer if you really can, uh, you know, put yourself and really commit yourself to something that you care about. So yeah, I, um, you know, I will say it's kind of funny. I live in Mammoth Lakes, uh, California, which is a very big endurance town. Like Tim Tolson lives here. Danny Moreno lives here. Rod Favre lives here. Like we have a lot of really incredible athletes. And uh, anyways, the kid's school teacher, my eight-year-old's teacher, <laughs> she, we saw her at the store and she's like, I saw you boys on TV. Uh, <laughs> and it was amazing because she just was watching the live stream because she's an ultra running fan. And I didn't know that, but she saw my name and she's like, I think that's you know, Noah, who's in my class's mom. And anyway, oh, wow. so watch the boys run with me around the, around the track. And Aww. she's like, I was crying. And of course my kids think they're so famous because they think <laughs> they're on TV. And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> we're not like, you know, like this is a very small sport, uh, but, uh, but it's a really big deal for us. So we're going to celebrate that. And uh, yeah, so the kids are, the kids are, they, they're pretty stoked. They definitely can see that that twinkle in their eye about sport and um, and just really pushing themselves. I think I think they're proud of me, and that's maybe the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. it is. That's really special for them to understand, right? What it means. Yeah, and we try and talk about like how it's a family. Like we did it together as a family. You know, if they didn't support me or if they were making me feel guilty about you know, leaving early and not being able to take them to school or whatever, because I'd run or if they, if I had that kind of energy in the household of just, this is kind of in the way, you know, we can't do what we want to do because you're doing this, that would be a, a real bummer, you know? And I, I think yeah. there's, that's in a lot of households where it's like, roll training is really tough and trail running. I mean, we just, we spent a lot of time we're training and recovering and all, all this stuff. And so I think it's cool to have the mindset of like, this is not just me. It's definitely a family unit. We all did it together. And right. I feel like they feel that success in them. They were a part of it. And they, and they were, I told them, you guys need to be pulling on those heartstrings, right? <laughs> I'm like, it comes out of your belly button. That's where, how mom and you are attached. And Aww. we just pull on it. You pull me to that finish line. And anyway, so it was at the end. They were like, we pulled so hard, mom. And I'm like, oh, yeah. so, so it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Since you mentioned that, I've asked this of other women because I think, okay, as a mom, you you have a job, you're you're a professional ultra runner. Can you give some a little bit of advice to other women who aren't professionals but are moms that are trying to train for races? Because I don't know about you, but I think most women, when we wake up in the morning, we know we have to do A, B, C, D, and E. And sometimes that training becomes E as opposed to A. And I think it's easier for men to mm -hmm. always put the training as A, no matter what they're doing in their day. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. <laughs> yes. So how, how can we help make that a priority for women without there being any kind of guilt attached to it? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. Uh, you know, I That's think a loaded me, question. <laughs> yeah, I think for me it was um being able, and I'm not trying to. I don't, I'm not trying to be a role model. Like that's not what I'm trying to be. But I think for me, it was looking at people like Magda Boulay and Darcy Piccio and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also, you know, making Canfield like these moms for me that uplifted me. Sally McRae was another one, but people that when I was running as, as a mom, I was able to look at them being like, they can do it. I can do it. Right. And, and I leaned in a lot. I mean, I remember writing messages, even on Instagram, just being like, how'd you do this? Like, what do you think? And getting their advice and kind of leaning in to that. Um, I, I think that that's the key to it is being around for them. They were people that I really looked up to. And then, but they always encouraged me. It was like just being around other moms you're not alone in this. And I feel like in trail, a lot of times 
keep their spot. I'm speaking for myself and mammoth. Like I'm the only mom that I run with. No, you know, um, actually one more, one more mom. Um, but everybody else doesn't have kids. And so for me, it's really helpful to be around people that get what I'm going through. Mm. Um, so I'd really try and lean into that idea of you're not alone. Like, I think your, right. your team around you needs to be other moms that are pursuing similar interests, um, because you all get it. Cause when you're out there on your training runs, you're talking about, Oh my God, I can't get my kid off Minecraft. It's driving me crazy. Only, <laughs> only like kids, you know, other parents will get. And I think that that's the stuff we're so much bigger than just an athlete. I mean, all of us are right. But when you're a parent, it takes that to the next level. It's there's such an added stress, like trying to get in X, Y, and Z, like we talked about, but my mom friends are willing to wake up extra early and run with me. Right. My mom yeah. friends are able to be like, Hey, I need to get this run in. Can you watch the kids? And then we do like a swap. Right. And like that happens all the time. I actually even, it's not even just running. I'm thinking about my mom's, like they do backcountry adventures in the winter time mm -hmm. and they're, they're going off on these epic adventures and I'll watch their kids because I get it. like, they'll do the same for me. And it's right. like this mom swap is really helpful. And we kind of both, we all get the importance of that in our lives. And, uh, and it's just like, not, you can't compromise it. It's, it's happening. You know, I do think right. another just good advice, I guess, in my mind is the structuring your work week where making sure, for instance, for me, Friday is when I do my long day, um, mm -hmm. because on Saturday and Sunday, I'm trying to, like, I need to be with the kids. And also my right. husband's going to want to try and work out, right? Like, or try and have his own adventure. So it's like, we're trying to like figure out when, and I actually, well, when I became a professional athlete, I will give a disclaimer that I did decrease my hours as a nurse practitioner so that I could do that. So I do work three days a week. So that's like a huge difference compared to five days a week. And I get that because I did that my whole career, except for, <laughs> you know, the last 18 months, you know, that changed a lot. And I was able to really throw myself into like, the extra stuff, the strength and the PT and all this stuff that I wasn't doing um, right. kind of put me at a different level than I had been running when I was working full time. But I mean, I did that my whole career is working full time with two kids, you know, like that's how it became a, a, a pro. So I think that there's a way to do it. It's just about trying to, yeah, it, it's just like not putting yourself last. Exactly. You got to take care of yourself and, you know, you're looking up your list and your crazy things to do. It's like getting your run in is just as important as making the kids lunches, you know, like that sort yep. of thing, or just as important or whatever. The other stuff that you're doing for other people, you, you really got to do it for yourself too. And I think you show up a better person when you do that and better mom. I was just going to say that if you have to look after, it's like the oxygen mask in the airplane. Yeah, You have to put it on yourself first before you can expect to help other people in your family. So yeah, no, I think that's great advice, but it's something that, I think women need to be reminded more. Totally. Yeah. Right. To absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a big problem, but I think leaning into the village um, and making your own village is really, really important. And I think organizations are doing like trail sisters. I know there's, you know, different clubs that pop up and, you know, just trying to, to trying to be around like-minded women um, is really helpful. <laughs> and it doesn't even yes. have to be running. Like I said, like you can swap kids however it is, but like having your friends understand the importance of endurance sport and training is really important. So yeah. Well, yeah. As, as a man, I agree. <laughs> as you should. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Dude, I can't, you know what I gotta say, okay. I mean, I, I want to uplift all the women, girl, this is like my, that's all I want to talk about. But I will say without my partner, I don't know if I'd be the person I am. So, you know, I think that it's not just women uplifting each other. We need really good partners to be along for the ride. And that's just as important, really. Uh, so, yeah, I have a, a lot of strong men in my life also that <laughs> uplift me and um, believe in me. So that's that's really critical, too. So. You know, I'm trying to raise them also. To Absolutely. <laughs> it's critical because we all know those people that don't unfortunately have the support of partners that are criticizing the time that it takes to do this. And even if they're not competing, they're just doing it for them for their own health. They should be supportive of something that's making you a better person because it makes them a better person and a better team. Yeah. So it's unfortunate that that still exists. Yeah. But um 
Yeah. So we're very fortunate to have our, <laughs> our supportive men in our life, yeah. our people, people in our life. People. Yeah. <laughs> people. <laughs> well, this is amazing. Yeah. So thank you so much. <laughs> Any other bucket list races? Like, I'm sure you want to get try to get back to CCC one day. Yeah, I've, uh, or actually, I actually haven't. I haven't raced CCC yet. Yeah. Supposed to race it last year, but I was in crutches. Yeah, the plan is CCC. Yeah, I did actually just get a letter from UTMB telling me that if I want to be in for UTMB, I'm in for next year. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit. Anyway, I haven't talked it over with my coach, but I'm like, Western States is going to be really hot next year. Of course, this was really an anomaly that yep. it was so cool out. So anyways, I was kind of dabbling. Should I do UTMB instead this year? Because I feel really good right now. Um, and, you know, probably. Please do, because we'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm running CCC or UTMB. I'm not sure. I, I probably CCC. I'll probably <laughs> stick to the plan. But uh, yeah. So basically, I, I'm i I'm running Chamonix uh, this, this September. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. So well, nice. maybe we can say hello in person. That would be so fun. UTMB. <laughs> yeah. The kids are coming and my mom to help out with the kids, which is really fun. And uh, so we're making it a big family affair. It'd be so fun to see each other. Let's do that. Yeah, let's try sure. to make that and happen. Priscilla Forgey is going to be there. So. I know. Yeah, perfect. Everyone and Elsa, I know is going to be there. <laughs> Elsa McDonald yeah. is racing as well. Heck yeah, my Saucony teammate. She's going for that that win at UTMB. <laughs> yeah. Sure is. Yeah, I know. Fun. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's so strong. Uh, oh man, Elsa, she's. <laughs> that's another one altogether oh god she is a beast she's so good <laughs> before we let you go we like to do a little rapid fire just for fun at the end so if you're ready i'm going to just hit you with a few things all right i'm ready ready okay 80s or 90s music Ooh, 80s 80s nice <laughs> oh treadmill or a minus negative run because I, I don't know my fahrenheit that well so i'll just say zero degrees is it which in would be... ice or <laughs> no just cold okay cold, just cold. Very I mean, cold. cold bring on the cold but if it's icy <laughs> i'm like treadmill i don't want to risk yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. you can't mess with us <laughs> yeah no what what's the last concert you went to Ooh, actually a, a friend a mom in town she plays the fiddle and uh it was a really fun bluegrass music uh she's like a local band in town so yeah that's nice. cool yeah. <laughs> are you superstitious but sometimes like for instance i always put glitter on my fingers i'm like not like a girly girl necessarily but right before races i always do glitter on the fingers because i'm like ready to go like sparkly energy <laughs> uh there's a couple things like i only wear a certain type of socks things like that but I'm yeah. superstitious. I, I love the idea of ritual and tradition, and I just think it makes life richer in that way. But yeah, sure. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of superstitions really do come down to being rituals at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, we always light a candle when we're having dinner. Like we do, we're big on rituals with the kids. And yeah, it's good. Uh, what would you rather be, a professional writer, painter, or musician? Musician. Oh, God. I wish I was. My kids are both in violin and piano, uh, and I'm so excited for them because they're killing it and they're so happy and they love it. And I grew up not playing any instruments. I was just always in sports. So I'm trying to have my kids do the things that I didn't get to do. But I mean, I did a lot of things. <laughs> Thank you, parents. You, made, you were amazing. But yeah, so music is a really, I would love to be able to express myself in music. That'd be very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pick a superpower you'd like to have. Ooh, being two places at once, for sure. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, all the things. <laughs> to be at the start and the finish? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be just out there cheering for myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah. Hanging out with my kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, you guys. This has been really fun. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's a wrap. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Super fun. Really it means super a lot fun. to be able to tell your story. This is really cool. So thanks. You. Well, it's a great story to tell, and we hope that it continues in such a wonderful upswing. And you have a, you have a lot of fans in Canada. You sure do. So come back. I mean, I love come Canada. Back. Canada destroyed me. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I love Canadians, but I don't know. That one race was rough. Maybe I need to go back and have like a a different, a different maybe more like milder train. <laughs> you guys are hardcore. Um, anyways. Well, we'll. We'll see you in Chamonix. I'll see you in Chamonix. Good. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheers. Thank Take you care. so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.
All right, that was Katie Asmuth, fresh off her Western States experience. Each Western States was a little bit different. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Very different, except she always placed top 10. Like, when she described her day in 2022, breaking her foot, oversalting, which caused the diarrhea and the throwing up, you would expect her to say, oh, but then I ended up in 25th place. No, she no, ends no, up in 10th. No, no, no. You got to fight. You got to fight. She's a fighter, all right. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that top 10. Wow, so impressive. I just like the camaraderie that happened at Western this year that she said that was different was the fact that all the women were working together right. to get past the snow section. Yep. They're having a ball. They're throwing snowballs at each other. <laughs> and then it was pretty much all coming in together at Forest Hill. That's crazy. That would have been amazing to see. It would have been. Like five, six women running in at the same time. Yeah. All the, There's only a handful of cameramen. Okay, they can't put a camera on every one of you. <laughs> that was exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And then she knew getting down to the river and then meeting up with Esther. Mm-hmm. That was a fight for third using Esther's pacer. <laughs> wow. That's great. It is great. That's a great uh, way to finish a race. You it's... didn't realize that's a race. You're just going for a run with the girls. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Can't wait to see what she does at UTMB this year. Whether it's CCC or the full Monty. Yeah, we can't wait to uh, see that. I can't wait to meet her. That's right. Until next time. We are your hosts, Jody and Norman. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Please visit our website, gotterunracing.com, for more details and join us on social media at gotterunracing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers.